Welcome back to another episode of the Stay House Podcast. This is Chris. I know it's been a while since you heard from me. A lot of things have developed. I actually was uh, very much under the weather. I actually caught a few, a couple viruses in the uh, last couple months that have affected my voice and have truly kept me from uh, doing a podcast, uh, talking for a long amount of time. Uh, Other things that have taken place, uh, we're all aware as of now, uh, the death of Kobe Bryant. I was actually about to put out an episode, um, do an episode, and it was around the time when uh, we got news that Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven others lost their lives in a tragic helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Uh, of course, for many, uh, many have knowledge of who Kobe is. And of course, Kobe, his family, and the families of those who uh, were affected by the losses in the helicopter crash uh, have been in the thoughts and prayers of many worldwide. So this episode in particular is dedicated uh, to number eight, number 24, the Black Mamba, Vino, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. And so the subject matter will be solely uh, wrapped around uh, Kobe Bryant and uh, more so enjoying the accomplishments and the positives of his life. Uh, so, what we'll talk about today uh, first, uh, we're going to do a special Stayos list dedicated to. The moments in Kobe Bryant's career. Also, we will address uh, some of the negativity that we've heard regarding Kobe Bryant. uh, Bringing up his past uh, misbehaviors, some past incidents in his life that obviously people are very well aware of. And whether bringing those things up is misplaced at this time. So, to get started... We will start with the Stayos list. We will do the top Kobe Bryant moments of his uh, life and career since he began playing. And I have the top 10 with some honorable mentions. So I'll do my three honorable mentions. The uh, honorable mention number one being the only only teenager ever to start an all-star game. At the age of 19, in the year 1998, uh, Kobe Bryant started the All-Star Game opposite Michael Jordan in Madison Square Garden. They put on quite a show there. Uh, Many people remember that. Uh, Kobe came out, accepted the challenge. Not only accepted the challenge against Michael Jordan, but uh, took it as an opportunity uh, to accept the torch uh, at that time for uh, possibly the most talented player in the league at the very least, but it was seen as a passing of the torch moment in 1998 when Kobe Bryant was the first teenager to start an all-star game. Another honorable mention was the year 2000. Kobe Bryant got his first NBA title alongside Shaquille O'Neal and the Los, those Los Angeles Lakers teams um, that were quite successful uh, back at that time. They, uh, were able to three-peat back then. Kobe and Shaq 
forming the best duo at that time. Very formidable. And they would overcome the odds on many occasions against many teams. Some Sometimes questionable how they overcame the odds with many controversies surrounding them. But still, 2000, acquiring that first title. In the year 2005, Kobe Bryant scored 62 points by the third quarter. And this actually happened one month before the often heralded 81-point game. Many said that that would have been the 81-point game or even better at the rate at which Kobe was, was rolling that night. Uh, he was taken out because the game had gotten a bit out of hand. But Kobe was efficient in that game. And yes, he had 62 points by the end of the third uh, when he was taken out in 2005. So we'll hop into the top 10 from this point. Uh, number 10 is uh, more uh, the fact that this added to the folklore of Kobe, the legend of Kobe. Uh, it's the 2010 no flinching incident. And while there have been uh, some camera angles that have been brought out, uh, some different footage that have shown that it may not be as remarkable as we initially thought. I'm still going to give it credit for being quite remarkable. Just the look of it. It adds to the mystique of Kobe Bryant. Matt Barnes attempting to inbound the ball. Uh, faking the inbound at what appeared to be directly at Kobe's face. And Kobe coolly and calmly just staring Barnes down, chewing gum, uh, unaffected by the fake. Truly, again, it adds to the mystique of Kobe Bryant. Number nine, in 2011, Kobe Bryant uh, gained his fourth All-Star Game MVP, which is a still-standing record. If I'm not mistaken, LeBron can tie it, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but as of now, Kobe Bryant does hold the record. He's tied for the record for All-Star Game MVPs, tied with Michael Jordan, I believe, for All-Star Game MVPs at four. Uh, he was able to get that all-star MVP. Number eight, the summer of 2008, the Redeem team. Uh, this came off the heels of uh, many of the young NBA stars going out and kind of laying an egg at the previous Olympics and the previous World Championships. Uh, they got a lot of names, but uh, they said that a lot of the guys were still young, didn't know how to handle going overseas, going international, a lot of immaturity. And as a result, the more seasoned and established players, especially pro players from other teams uh, abroad, were able to beat the United States. So they went out and got the big gun. They got Kobe to come in, bring that professionalism, that killer instinct, and that skill with him to the Redeem team. And they were able to get the gold medal in 2008. A big accomplishment for Kobe, his first gold medal, and also being able to captain that team uh, to the top. Number seven, in 2008, Kobe Bryant won his first, and if I'm not mistaken, only MVP. Yes, his only MVP in 2008. Many people thought he was robbed a couple of times, especially one of those Steve Nash MVPs. Uh, certainly, if you ask Shaquille O'Neal, Steve Nash deserves zero as opposed to two, one for Kobe and one for uh, O'Neal. Uh, but Kobe did get an MVP in 2008, uh, officially uh, crowning him as the best player in the NBA, and especially for that season of 2008. Number six, and again, this is something that asks the mystique, 
the legend of Kobe Bryant for being the type of player that he is. Uh, 2013, Kobe Bryant tears his Achilles against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, in fact, I recall he said he asked Harrison Barnes, uh, did you step on my foot? And Harrison was like, I wasn't anywhere near you. So Kobe rubbing the back of his foot, his Achilles was torn. But what he did subsequently is got right back up, knocked down the two free throws, and in his, under his own power, walked off. His trainer at the time, and celebrity trainer, he's trained uh, many celebrities, many athletes. Uh, was Kobe's trainer for a while, Dwayne Wade's trainer, Michael Jordan's trainer, Tim Grover, said that at that moment, the healing process had begun for Kobe, and he showed that he had uh, far more drive than many of the athletes he had ever trained. That was number six, Kobe's Achilles free throws. Number five, 2009, Kobe Bryant goes out after all the uh, tension and strife uh, with former running mate Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq went to Miami and got him a championship with Dwayne Wade. Kobe in 2009 was able to seal the deal for the Los Angeles Lakers with his first title against the Orlando Magic uh, with Dwight Howard and uh, beating them pretty handily. And that established Kobe uh, as a superstar. And uh, I know it did wonders for his confidence, for his legacy, um, but also in the eyes of basketball historians, the fact that Kobe was able to go out, be the lead dog, and win a world championship for the Los Angeles Lakers. Number four is an off-the-court thing. After Kobe Bryant's retirement, he went on to uh, be a part of a animated short and that animated short proceeded to win an oscar and with that oscar in 2018 kobe bryant became the first african-american black man to win for an animated short at the oscars i forget the name of the film but it was a basketball related film and kobe was able to uh, gain a claim for that with the oscar Number three, and people are going to think this is a little low, but in my opinion, uh, there's a couple things uh, slightly uh, more impressive to me than what Kobe has done uh, since his basketball career began. But number three is the 2006-81 point game. Second most points ever scored in an NBA game. Uh, Kobe versus the Toronto Raptors. Uh, and really, for the most part of that game, uh, every point he scored was needed. Uh, I remember being a young man at the time, uh, a younger man at the time when it happened, and uh, I was a little more critical of Kobe. I said, well, where were the assists? Uh, but if you look at the makeup of that team, there wasn't a lot of assists to be had. But 81 points is remarkable in an empty gym, uh, let alone in an actual contest, an actual regular season NBA game playing against other professional athletes. So a remarkable feat, 2006, the 81-point game. This came just a month after that 62 points and a quarter. I mean, sorry, and three quarters that uh, was referenced before. Number two, Kobe Bryant's last game in 2015. This is a little more remarkable to me than the 81-point game because uh, this was Kobe going out, and he went out with a bang. Kobe Bryant, 60 points in his last game. He was challenged by former teammate and uh, future fellow Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal to get 50. Kobe responded by going out and get 60. 
It was such a special night that many of the players on the opposing team, the Utah Jazz, uh, were kind of rooting for Kobe. They had already sealed the playoffs, so they were kind of rooting for Kobe uh, to go out and do something great. Everybody that night became a fan. And it was crazy because it was the same night that the Warriors broke the record for most wins in a regular season. Kobe Bryant with 60 points in his final NBA game, uh, certainly cementing his legacy as the Black Mamba and finishing the night telling us Mamba out. Number one moment from Kobe Bryant that I have on the Stayos list is Kobe the coach and father. Uh, and this happened certainly since his retirement. Kobe Bryant took on the mantle of coach and father. His daughter, Gianna, had a strong interest in basketball, and he nurtured that. Uh, and Kobe, the father, uh, proved to be uh, a far better man in his retirement. Uh, in fact, uh, giving plenty of time to his wife and to his girls, uh, trying to be a good father for them. And when people would bring up the fact that he needed a son, uh, his daughter, Gianna, would say she's got the legacy under wraps and Kobe would echo that sentiment. And Kobe, even down to his last moments uh, of life, proved to be Kobe the coach and father. So that's the Stayos list dedicated to Kobe Bryant. Those top moments from the start of Kobe Bryant's career uh, down to even the very last moments of his life as a dedicated father and a dedicated coach for his daughter, Gianna. The other thing I wanted to tackle on this episode, uh, dedicated to Kobe, and certainly, again, Kobe had a remarkable career. Uh, it was a fantastic basketball player to watch. I certainly had a love-hate relationship with him as a basketball player. I admire his drive. I admire uh, his competitive spirit. Uh, of course, as a Jordan fan, I kind of took a little umbrage to some of the things he did because he very, 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 very closely uh, mimicked everything Michael Jordan did. Uh, I don't think Kobe was as athletic as Mike, but he was very athletic um, and would mimic everything uh, Michael Jordan did, uh, his movements, his speech patterns, uh, his moves on the court. And uh, honestly, who, who better to emulate in that time period than the greatest basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan. So you have to respect that. And the fact that he was able to emulate Michael and do it so well and turn into such a wonderful career for himself, certainly to be applauded and at the very least respected in the history for any basketball fan. But what I want to address is the negativity surrounding Kobe Bryant, uh, especially in the wake of he and his daughter losing their life. It didn't take very long after uh, Kobe and Gianna passed away, died in, in the helicopter accident, that people started to try to call attention to uh, his checkered past, especially uh, concerning the sexual assault situation that took place in Colorado early in his career. And while I do not absolve Kobe of, any, of anything that came from that, the courts were allowed to handle that situation, and they did. And however it came about to a conclusion, what happened was he was uh, 
uh, not charged uh, with anything related to that in criminal court. So to call him that it is really it really shouldn't stick because in criminal court, the case was dismissed. So we we don't view him in that light because of that. If you want to choose to fine, but my ultimate beef comes with this. My ultimate uh, problem is with this. To bring this up, right after the time where this man and his daughter tragically lose their life and his family finds out uh, via TMZ, via the media, uh, not from any state authority, not from any uh, local authorities, but via the media, it broke. She found out the same way the rest of the world found out, Vanessa and her daughters and, and Kobe's family, his parents, sisters, aunts, uncles. So they were already under grief. And then the constant uh, parading from the media, where every so often you get a person who wants to uh, bring up that negativity. I'll put it like this. Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, is dead. He's no longer with us. So anytime you bring up his allegations, the negativity of his history, guess what? You're not hurting Kobe Bryant. You know who you're hurting? You're hurting his grieving wife, his grieving daughters, and the rest of his grieving family when they hear these things. If someone in your family died tragically, or even not so tragically, and before you get to take a deep breath in, someone comes into that hospital room or wherever you heard that something tragic happened to your family member and begin to speak on all the negativity that's taken place in their life years ago, how would that make you feel? You have to imagine that when it comes to this situation. Again, you're not hurting Kobe. You are hurting a grieving wife, a grieving group of daughters, a grieving family. That's the only people you're hurting when you bring up these issues. Grieving friends, when you're interviewing friends uh, on news outlets, close friends of Kobe Bryant, bringing them almost to tears because you, you have to bring up this issue because you have to stand on your soapbox at this time. Again, you're not hurting Kobe. You're hurting his family. The other thing I'd like to speak on is this. And it's somewhat of a, a social issue. But it, it this Kobe Bryant thing has brought it up. And I want to speak on it. We live in a world today where no one is allowed to progress improve and become a better person you are your worst day that you've ever lived in the world we live in today in the society we live in today you are your worst day if a person did something 20 years ago people will and you're in the public eye especially people will bring up what you did 20 years ago you're not allowed to change in the world we live in today. You're not allowed to grow up. Let's take Kobe Bryant, for instance. You have a man who got involved with a situation. 
And apparently something had to be maybe a little shady or, or what have you. Something went awry. They even got him to the point where he had to deal uh, with a court case. But that was quite a few years ago, 15 years ago, roughly. So are we saying that because 15 years ago something took place, that that individual cannot change? And it's not absolving them of what they've done, but that individual cannot change. Perhaps when a person engages in wrongdoing, because it's not just that. You might say, well, that was a major situation. People can't recover from tweets that took place 10 years ago. People cannot change. Even when they may have tweeted out a message 10, 20 years ago, well, there's no Twitter 20 years ago, but 10 years ago, social media outlets were available. Even when those things happened. And there were tweets and there were messages and there were posts. A person cannot grow and change. And it goes both ways. It's, it's not just a, a, a black thing or a white thing. It goes both ways. You have some people who may have tweeted out some messages or posted some messages out of sheer ignorance. And some people are ignorant and some people knowingly do what they do. But out of sheer ignorance. And they were 15 years old, 16 years old when they did this. There's some athletes right now who catch heat for tweets. And they say, well, these tweets happened eight years ago. And I look up and I see the athlete is 23 years old. So they were 15 when they tweeted this. And so we're going to hold this person accountable for the rest of his life for a 15-year-old tweet. What if Twitter was available when you or I was 15? Or the average 35, 40, 45-year-old man or woman was in their high school years. If Twitter or Facebook existed and we just posted something off the top of our head, how much trouble would we have been in? Because we said a lot of things and did a lot of things out of sheer ignorance. And while it doesn't absolve any major wrongdoing, we do have to have the understanding that people can change, people can grow. And by all accounts, Kobe Bryant, especially after his retirement, he had his ups and downs with his family, with his wife, Vanessa. But after his retirement, by all accounts, even by the accounts of his wife, Kobe Bryant was a stellar husband and father. He put his all into his family. He tried to build up and grow that relationship that he had with Vanessa and those girls. Even He even had a situation early in his career where uh, he and his father and mother, his parents didn't see eye to eye. And he always did what he could to try to uh, smooth out those situations. So is it possible that Kobe Bryant may have taken his his tragedy or that, that unfortunately tragic situation if uh, the young lady was affected? It was tr certainly tragic for her. But Kobe Bryant took a situation that was negative. And perhaps he saw the air of his ways and tried to be a better man after that. Let's just say that. That's entirely possible. But we don't allow in this society people room to change and grow. And if we judge everybody on their worst day, and if we judge everybody by the worst thing they've ever done, for you, I, and everyone, May God forgive us and have mercy on us.
certainly thoughts and uh, for many prayers have gone out to the Kobe Bryant family, all those affected by him and also the families of the other uh, seven uh, passengers on the helicopter flight uh, who tragically lost their lives and their families are affected and friends are affected. And we continue to have them on our hearts and minds. Uh, and just, you know, I invite you uh, as because sometimes celebrity deaths do make you take pause. They do, especially it, it, especially for me. Uh, Kobe and I are roughly the same age, so it really hit home. I have a, a daughter that I love dearly. And to think of what Kobe might have been going through in those last moments of their life, it really hit home for me. So certainly uh, it affected me when I got news of that. Initially, I thought it may have been some sick joke. I mean, you know how the media is these days. You know, they kill celebrities every other day. So I thought it might have maybe been a joke. But when I found out it was real, uh, in the situation I was in, I couldn't mm-hmm. afford to be uh, overly shocked. I was engaged in something very serious at the time. But it did set me aback a little bit. You know, again, thinking of, of uh, that man being in the same age group as I am, in a similar situation parentally, uh, it made me think. It made me stop and think. And, you know, while it shouldn't take a celebrity death or something like that to make you rethink your life, death in general should make us uh, stop and look and see how we can be better people, how we can live our life just a little bit better because we don't know when an unforeseen occurrence or an unexpected event uh, may take us. And that's just the nature of the beast uh, of life that we live in. So I encourage all and, uh, I'm going to continue myself to try to live life to the fullest. Do all you can for all the right reasons. And uh, continue to live life like it's golden. This has been another episode of the Stay House Podcast. uh, Dedicated to the great Kobe Bryant. Uh, Certainly Kobe was going into the Hall of Fame this year. And he was still a presence in the NBA. Most likely with All-Star Weekend coming. He's going to be heavily involved in that. So... uh, We certainly miss Kobe and to the family and friends of Kobe Bryant and those on the airplane. Again, you're in our thoughts. Uh, This has been the Stay House Podcast. Y'all take it easy.